The Bible Study Podcast, episode 652. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with Genesis today. You may remember that we left Noah and his family in the ark. It had stopped raining, but it's still flooded, and they're still in the ark. And it continues on like this. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of heaven had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down. And on the seventieth day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month, and on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After forty days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. He then sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark You and your wife and your sons and their wives bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground, and all the birds, everything that moves on the land, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures... Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And so we have this story. We're not quite wrapped up, and we haven't quite answered the question which I said we were going to deal with last time, which is this experiment here of will this fresh start with Noah and his family fix all of the problems? The earth had become exceedingly evil, exceedingly corrupt, And God had decided to start over. And so is the problem the particular people, or is this an intrinsic problem with people after the fall? And we'll talk about that next time and as we continue. But I just want to look at this particular chapter here, chapter 8. And as I am recording this, 
I am recording this in March of 2020. Some of you are listening to this as it comes out and some much later. And I'm recording this in isolation at home because of the coronavirus or COVID-19. And I suspect, as with all of these stories, depending on what situation we find ourselves in, we see different things in them. And so my vision of what I see in this particular chapter are going to be different because of the situation I find myself in and yours as well. Now, in my particular case, I've been largely working at home alone for most of the last 20 years. And so for me, today looks like Friday. It really looks about the same. And my weeks look largely the same. The differences being that my church is doing virtual church that I'm not going into juvenile hall because we're locked out as volunteers right now, and that I'm not going out to dinner with my wife once a week or going out and getting a slice of pizza every other week. Other than that, my days are the same. I'm still doing the same job in the same way in the same place. But for many people, They are not only doing things completely different, but they may feel here like the family of Noah. At least you may feel this soon. If you have to put yourselves in their shoes, everything that they knew is gone. So you think you're having a rough week. Everybody that they knew outside of the eight people in the ark is also gone. Life is not going to be the same Ever from where they are. And then they also find themselves in this ark for more than a year. So it's not just the 40 days of rain, it's the 100 days till you send this out and the time that it takes till the ark to settle on Mount Ararat and then the time it takes to send out the raven and send out the dove and the dove comes back and send out another dove. They're in there a long, long time. They're in there with a bunch of animals, They're in there with the eight people who I'm hoping are their eight favorite people in the earth because they are now their eight favorite people in the earth. They're in there not knowing what life is going to be like. They're in there apparently not with a lot of windows, right? We get this one window that Noah can't even see what's going on, so he's sending out birds, and he doesn't even know until they take off the covering of the ark. I don't know what that is. That the ground is dried up. They're trying to determine this by what these birds are bringing back forth or whether the birds are coming back and those sort of things. They can't see a lot. So this seems very, very claustrophobic. And for some of you, this week may have felt like that, that you're not sure what normal life is going to look like, that you're not sure that you can stand being in the house much longer. You know, hopefully it won't have to be a year like Noah is here, and of course you can still go out and get groceries, and you don't have to clean up the poop from a bunch of animals that are in the ark with you. But think about, again, this story from that point of view. So it started, remember, with the rain had ended in the last chapter, and this chapter starts with, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. God turns his face to Noah and says, because of Noah, the rain will stop. Because of Noah, the ground will dry up. Because of him and his family and these animals, we're going to finish this. And at the end of this, he says, never again will I curse the ground because of humans. 
that this is something that will happen once. We've heard the story about the rainbow being a sign that God will not destroy the world again with flood. We'll see that coming up here a bit. But that this is this one-time occurrence where everything changes for these people, and they have to get through it. There's nothing about this that sounds like it's a fun experience. But on the other hand, let's have a little perspective. There were a lot of people who, at least at the last minute, as the floodwaters are rising, would have rather been in the ark. And part of how we deal with whatever situation we find ourselves in is to have that perspective. You know, this isn't a situation where you want to complain about, gee, I'm in an ark and how claustrophobic this is because that ark is what saved you. Similarly, we find ourselves in a situation where we're staying at home because we think it will save lives. And we need to keep that in mind, just like Noah and his family had to keep in mind, better to be in the ark. (laughs) That this isn't such a bad place given the alternative. And so God does take and provide for himself a remnant. And this is the first of that that we will see throughout the Old Testament, especially where God looks at the people of God and finds them to not measure up. This is the same thing we saw in the book of Kings, but God preserved for himself a remnant. And this remnant, in this case, is Noah and his family. And we'll continue on with this story next time, but we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast with that. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yant i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy and the goat i share the life-changing events that shaped who i am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen god can help you get up and thrive listen now at lifeaudio.com